on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Fanboys, the Fanboy Planet Podcast. You know you don't get scared. And here's your host, a man who's leaked on the internet, Derek McCaw. I thank my very own Doppler effect, I Mr. Was Long Lopez. This afternoon. Oh dear Lord. Uh, this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. It is April Fool's Day, and we are your April Fools. Podcasting from Elusive Fool. Comics and Games 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. No, it isn't. April Fools! <laughs> I got you. Oh, uh, this is not going to be the theme. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Or really all that funny. Anyway, uh, so of course that was Lon Lopez. I, that's the last time he's going to talk tonight. April. Damn it. Uh, and of course, uh, to my left, we've got the fabulous Michael Goodson. Mm, rocking that hairstyle. And across from me, Moral Compass and Sound Engineer. Nobody's Fool, Rick Brett Snyder. Alrighty. There we go. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I'm done. Excellent. Move on. Well, let's talk. We've Next. We've got Nothing a lot of comics moves, we got a lot of movie news. Uh, as obviously Lon was referencing some movie news in the introduction there. Was and I? A, and a little bit of television back uh, background so let's go to comics we were going to talk about flash rebirth but it's been so popular but the return of barry allen two i comics. saw it for a second then it you saw it for a second and and it is gone it was gone it is sold out here they had 50 copies sold out in how fast did they sell seconds. out 49 seconds oh okay no i thought you could have milked and went like surprisingly printed slow. they sold out before the banana hit the floor Nice. Okay, uh, uh, so we don't know what to talk about it, except we know that Jeff Johns is the writer and Ethan Van Skyver was the artist. And Weren't they the same team that relaunched uh, Green, Green Lantern? Lantern. So mm-hmm. that was pretty so, successful, right? So people are very, yeah, it, it, they ordered, as as uh, Steve put it, two and a half times as many books as they had the last Flash run, which I explained to him, nobody really liked the last Flash run, so I understood that. This so is, they ordered six. Yeah, so this is Barry Allen. They ordered 50 and they sold out. So hopefully next week we'll get a... Chance to look at it, and and we'll. Talk. We're going to reorder some more. You yeah. think? Okay, I'm pretty good. sure. Yeah. yeah. So sorry about that. Uh, in other um, old news, Spider- wait, we could we could at least tease it. It's red on the cover, and he runs really fast in it. And it's so. issue one of six, I think. Mm. Yeah, and I really like John's work and the art. Good. See, it's so like, you're a fan so of the Van Skyer. It would indeed. It would indeed. I don't want to spoil it because if you know you haven't read it, your comic book shop. Let's, may let's have put it into to. into one of those. You know, in one's one of Lon's patented. You know, it, reviews. We'll just go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's art, what it was. Art yeah. was good. Yeah. Written by Jeff Johns. No, that's even too much. It's a yes or no. Just oh, okay. Buy it. This this section was for Sharnold. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Flash Rebirth. Yes. Okay. okay. How it. about recently? Uh, just noticed that Spider-Man revealed his identity again. Yeah, I saw that too. What so, a loser! So you read that in? Who's new, he got to make a pack with this time? The new new Avengers. Avengers. New Avengers. Could somebody tell him he can make a different mask that he doesn't always have to? Because rip those off? guys, those guys, they're meeting what in Luke Cage's house or whose house are they meeting? No, I thought Luke Cage sold him out. No, it's one of Cap's. Uh, 
Bucky's. Bucky. Oh, yeah. It's in the pages of New Avengers, right? Right. And that's, um, it's, yeah, you're right. It's a capsule hideout. A capsule hideout. Safe houses. And those guys are so organized. They have hard, fast rules that nobody can have a secret identity. All the masks have to come off because otherwise you'd be able to tell they were Well, a actually, uh, I got to look at that. There was a deleted scene in which he accidentally double dipped a chip and dip. And uh, that was, uh, and so Luke That's grounds for uh, uh, expulsion. You got to unmask. You got to unmask. Uh, it was a, a payoff, apparently, for a long-standing thing that uh, Brian Michael Bendis had uh, planted in the pages of Alias way back when that Jessica Jones had actually gone to high school with Peter yes, Parker. That was the best part of it, and so that, which apparently wait that was so long ago that several you know online reviewers were like, "Where did that come from?" I'm like, oh, really? That was the weirdest, funny part that Jessica Jones was so much older than Peter Parker. <laughs> the way they were writing, you know, they yeah. it seemed like that, and then. Oh, they were in high school together. Well, maybe she was held back. Maybe, maybe. So he revealed it publicly? To the other Avengers. Now, will they retain it, or will they mysteriously forget it as per the curse of Mysterio? Do yeah, we know? I Mephisto. Don't know. Mephi- Mephisto. What did I call? Mysterio? Mysterio? Oh, okay. Mephisto, Mephisto. you're right. Mephisto. Yeah. Uh, probably, it's probably to stick around. No, I it's got to stick around because... Eh, who cares, Who cares about their heroes? Anymore? If it doesn't stick around, they're going to have to unmask again in a couple of issues. And they will. I've seen it happen many times. Every three, four weeks. I like, might enjoy it if every three, four weeks he had the to Alzheimer's go, group. one more time, <laughs> I'm Peter Parker. And, and you all enjoy reading the saga books when they come out too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on the Spider-Man thing, you have to reveal his entity again because apparently in Nebraska, they're looking to ban him from uh, the public libraries. Because Wait a minute! You're saying Spider-Man's got a new villain? I gotta go to Nebraska. He's in the public. He's in the public libraries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Spider-Man graphic wow. novels uh, or trade paperbacks. There's a there's a movement in Omaha to ban them because a woman, a housewife, mother of I don't know two or three, got a glimpse of uh, a sexy portrayal of Mary Jane and oh, therefore brother. believes that uh, Spider-Man is inappropriate. For public libraries. So the whole punching and fighting everybody, that didn't bother her. Uh, certainly not. The right. whole this woman was previously with, successful at getting girdle ads taken out of the The whole dealing with the too. devil, okay. Um, Why not just burn them? Burn them. What an idea. It's very cold in Nebraska right now. Sure. I think burning Spider-Man Let's get all the books idea. you don't like together and make a little fire. Just, just yeah. for warmth. Absolutely. Uh, I, think, I think the funny thing is for me, and it's not... I think that John Romita Jr. is a really good artist, but for his portrayal of Mary Jane Not to be sexy. this sexy one that mm. really, it's like, have That's you the one picked up one material? Like, it, yeah, if she had read a Spider-Man Black Cat, for example, yeah. Yeah. Terry Dodson's art. Yeah. yeah. Or that last one with the cougar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, you know, I, there's so many other artists that I could see. Yeah, I guess I could see, I wouldn't necessarily. She was cool with Witchblade, though. Yeah, no, yeah. Totally. thought the story made it justified. Totally. Yeah. Wait, are we sure it was with Mary Jane and not like Aunt May or something? Or can we move on? Oh, okay. Because in those ultimate books, why would, why would we dignify this crazy woman with airtime? I don't know. We dignify lawn. True. <laughs> okay. And I'm a crazy cougar. Help me. Okay. Anyway. Uh, let's go on to the positive. Uh, so not actually tied into a summer movie coming, but it related Dynamite. Uh, Boom goes the Dynamite. Dynamite Entertainment, which has published The Boys, publishes Red Sonja, um, Lone Ranger, now adds the Lone Ranger's great nephew. <coughs> Got the rights to the Green Hornet. Oh. So for the first Ooh. time in decades, the the uncle and nephew are actually um, published by the same company. If not, I can't say owned by 
Although, on that note, it, Seth Rogen did say they're going to try to figure out a way to reference it in the film as well, to acknowledge it, even though Disney and Jerry Bruckheimer are producing the Lone Ranger movie. It'll probably be uh, that Lone Ranger's being played by Paul Rudd, and, Ooh. you know, Paul Rudd will come in and what be like... What a great choice! Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Broheim. If you get Johnny Depp to, to just cameo as, as an old, old, old Tonto, it would be awesome. That would be so stupid. Well, that's who's playing Tonto in the Disney. <laughs> no, I know, but that would just be lame. Hey, I'm Green Horn. I'm dro- hey, is that Johnny Depp as an old Indian? <laughs> Stoner, smoking up. You know, come on. That's stupid. So yeah. you're saying that... that the when green, did you get the script? The, yeah, the, <laughs> oh. the, the Green Horn is going to play out like an episode of Family Guy? Yeah, exactly. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. well... there's a big chicken fight. Then I don't no. want to see it. I, I would watch that. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Wait, isn't the Green Hornet's main villain like the Super Chicken? Isn't that what is? Who was his? I don't. I wasn't up on his continuity. <laughs> Keep trying. <laughs> Did he have a villain? Don't even try. Yeah, there's not no are organized crime. Are you confusing just, Green Hornet and Hong Kong Fooey? Exactly. Oh yes, that's exactly. <laughs> Super Chicken. Oh lord, is there going to be a Hong Kong no, Fooey no, cameo? The Green Hornet poses as as a member of the underworld, and he's like a rival gang. Claims to be a rival gang boss as he, as he systematically wipes out. The gangs in his city. Uh, for some reason, I feel that the Seth Rogen version of that story is going to be so less cooler than what you just said. Huh. Yeah. So Did you've I? seen the mall cop movie? No, but we will next Tuesday. That's right. That's Which mall cop movie? There's like three of them. No, the one there. he's in. Uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, observe and Report. Long. No, Observe and Report is the one oh. Seth Rogen is in. Right, Who right. cares? I'm actually kind of looking care? forward to that. That one does look a little better. Than well, it's directed by Jody Hill, who did Foot Fist Way. It's got What's-Her-Name in it. He just from, did uh, Eastbound and Down, which is on HBO, which was hilarious. Yeah, so. It was a bizarre show. That did you watch cool. that? I watched the last episode. Oh, it was so weird. Well, let's get back to college before we can go back and talk about that if you want. Uh, which is that uh, it was a? It's been announced that J. Michael Straczynski, who, by the way, anybody, did the twelve just disappear? A series that I was absolutely loving and did then, not finish. Yeah, oh, yeah, got up to like nine, right? And then it's just nobody's talking about it, and I don't know what happened. That's the mystery of the hmm. twelve. Didn't JMS but, but, like get booted? But or something? no, he's still writing Thor, right? Oh, yeah. And he, he went is. over to DC, but he was going to finish the twelve, and he was going to finish a. I run on Thor, and then I just like, J. Michael, right in, and just like last week, I sort of I was going, you know what? I, I never saw yeah, they had the big, of the that big uh, what was it, the Black Widow, or the, yeah, uh, the, the Black Widow, yes, was the character that issue. was sold or sold to, yeah, and uh, it's just kind of vanished, and I, I just been busy <laughs> and totally forgot. J. Michael, we still love you, and what the hell happened to it? I wonder if Steve knows. Uh, I think he's trying to figure out a way to tell the story of the twelve. And how one of them slept with Norman Osborn and had twins. Okay, well, yeah. um, don't blame him. Uh, he's the, you know, remember he's denied that. He's now said that. Sure, that, oh yeah, denied, that, denied, that denied. Just like Sam Raimi. His gave name's an, still on the book. Sam Raimi gave an interview this week in, I believe it was Empire Magazine, where he said uh, that uh, Spider-Man 3, not his fault. He didn't have any control over it. And I'm like, which is funny because I thought, didn't you guys like the, that one best out of the, th- yes. out of the three? So, yes, I did actually. Yeah, except so, for the dancing. Except for the dancing. I, I, I thought the. Uh, okay, we're all on the same page with the dancing, right? The dancing. Scene totally. Was okay. Awful. But Sam Raimi, I guess, has always said he never really liked Venom, and that was the problem. Venom was forced upon him, so we'll see there. But anyway, JMS. That sounds disturbing. Yeah, JMS. Uh, we hope you finish the twelve. But in the meantime, he's working on int- reintroducing another set of forgotten heroes into the DC universe. The thirteen, which would be the Archie comics, uh, the the Shield, the Fly, Jaguar. Uh, it's Jaguar. Jaguar. Oh, thank you. The world's uh, finest autocar. Wow. How did that? 
How did that South American cat start sound French? I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, and I can't remember who, uh, the Web and the Black Hood. Anyway, series. Apparently, it was originally going to be reintroduced in J. J. Michael Straczynski's run on Brave and the Bold, but instead they've spun that out into its own miniseries. So there'll be a four-issue miniseries coming out later this year called The Red Circle. Are there going to be grim and gritty versions of the Archie heroes? Because I really don't want that. I think that's been tried, but the problem is in the er- was it the early nineties when Impact Comics was out. Uh, I know Mark Wade is one of how Mark Wade kind of cut his teeth writing comics was they really aimed that at the younger crowd, and that didn't do it. I, th- I think the thing is all those characters have they've tried various levels of sophistication. They've been well, they funny. They were not at all sophisticated. They were, they were very two-dimensional characters in the original runs. Right. But I think slightly. that there was a run in the 70s. I have this Archie Superhero Digest uh, that has some of these characters. And <coughs> some of the stories are really funny, but like the Black Hood stuff is really grim. Wait, can I clarify something? This is just from Archie Comics. It has nothing to do with the Archie characters, No, right? it doesn't have anything to do with the Archie okay. characters. It was originally MLJ Publishing, and they had a line of superheroes, as everybody did. Okay. And then and then they, in Pep Comics, they had this feature called Archie that kind of took over and everybody liked and so Archie kind of became the flagship and like DC is Detective Comics changed they over changed the name to Archie and, and how successful were these characters like back then did they in the 40s big? a pretty big deal hmm. in the early 40s like but superheroes everywhere were, were a big right, deal in the right. 40s and then they kind of faded out then when superheroes got big after Batman that's when they kind of they came back in the 50s with the fly and, uh, and this is different the from the human fly, which is Marvel, right? right. Okay. Or actually, the human fly is his own actual guy. He was a stuntman that um, licensed his character to, to, Marvel? to Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never knew. Yeah. So does that guy, the human fly, does he exist in Marvel continuity or continuity? Or I don't know. The Marvel characters appeared in his book, but I, I don't know if, if they still consider him part of continuity the or not. The human fly. That's cool. Yeah. I can give you an update on the 12, according to Wikipedia. The 12 uh, has momentarily become a casualty of the success of the creative team. First, J. Michael Straczynski be- became one of the most sought-after Hollywood writers following the release and success of the film he wrote, Changeling. Then and Chris, then alcoholism set in. No. Then Chris Weston signed on to do a conceptual art and storyboarding for a completely separate film project around the same time. So for a moment, it's on hold. Why must Hollywood always ruin what I love? Because you love all the stuff Hollywood it's likes their to nature. ruin. <laughs> nature. On hold sounds so much more loved than what it actually is. Canceled. It's being held. Cradled. <laughs> it's being cradled. Lovingly. Lovingly held. Wait, I think I know a comic writer that would like to finish it. Mm-hmm. What, what? No, no. Oh, I, okay. I want to know how he's going to end it. Oh, okay. Hey, come Maybe on. you'd work with him. That's. Oh. Hmm. If, you need a, anyway, if you need a ghostwriter, JMS. Say, and, uh, and Goodson, just don't say a thing right now. I know what you're going to say. No, anyway, um, also a weird shakeup, which we know, um, you know the entire industry is beset with uh, financial problems. Diamond has let a lot of its employees go. And one of the casualties, apparently, of this, it has not been confirmed, but Diamond saying, we're just not going to comment on this, which probably means it's true, uh, that Gemstone, their publishing arm, which was in charge of <coughs> Disney and had the EC license, uh, is in trouble, and it looks like Disney's going to pull all their characters. So I guess Gemstone was publishing a Walt Disney's comics and stories, a Mickey Mouse Adventures, uh, uh, Donald Duck. Uh, so kind of running the line, um, but we already know Disney kind of split the license by they've given Pixar over to uh, Boom, yeah. which released the ca- their the um, Cars comic this, this week. Um, and did you get a chance to, to read that Incredibles and uh, Muppet uh, Show? Yeah, I didn't. 
Me uh, neither. Well, I tried. Negative. I tried. I anyway. I blame the economy. Okay. Really? Weird. Yeah. And it, okay. Uh, and then and Disney's starting up its own graphic novel line, Kingdom Kingdom Comics. So why would they need Diamond? So why would they need Diamond? I don't know. Uh, but they, they've had that long split because I think Slave Labor still officially has Tron, Haunted Mansion, and Wonderland. So not, it's uh, not to be confused with Return to Wonderland from Zenoscope, which is a far dirtier. Wasn't that the John Holmes movie? No. Wasn't there a Wonderland there movie? Yeah. Kilmer playing John Holmes. Way yes. to go, Slave Labor. <laughs> no, that's not the Wonderland we're talking about. Not at all. No, I was complimenting on uh, the first thing. Of course you were. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's up in flux. But it seems to me at a time like this, you know, Disney would want to break in and, and ha- have it out there. So we'll see. But Disney's a major competitive corporation and they can't have other competing. You know what I mean? They want to squash the little guys. That's so they can not put the their... way of the mouse. Right. <laughs> Did anybody see that South Park? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, pieces of it. Mm-hmm. That was enough. Baby! Some things about that, the, the sequences I saw in that South Park were actually apparently true. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was, and like, what? Okay, I have to watch the whole thing. You have it? Uh, anyway, let's turn to some movies. Wait, things. I didn't get to finish this. Oh, oh, oh and so, let, oh, good. This is a good segue. Finish on comics with the Wolverine saga. So, um, comics, I'm sure this has been out to all comic shops, right? Came yeah, last week. It's like a free issue. It's called the Wolverine saga. That's basically, what would you call this? Like a, an appendix? A synopsis. A synopsis. A synopsis. Okay. So, so essentially. And hundreds and hundreds of issues. And I still have not finished it. I'm like, I've tried to read it in the last three days and I'm only like halfway through. Well, the words are small. It's very dense in its like storytelling. Um, but it's basically trying to recap the entire Wolverine continuity, and I'm guessing that it has to be in time for the movie. The movie's out in a month, so, you know, it's like when Iron Man comes out, they put all the Iron Man books out, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Was there an Iron Man saga when that came? When mm, Iron Man came I don't out? think so. There might have been armor. But there was definitely a, a, a reader-friendly version of, of the, the comics. Of Iron Man. Uh, like well, there was, was a new relaunch. There was a new the, reader. Th- I, mean, I mean, it was definitely, if you, if you had... Seen Iron Man, you could walk in. There's one where the continuity the new book is much more popular than the old one. Yeah, the, Invincible Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, here's the problem I had with it. Now it's it's really cool that it's it's you know catching you up on all the Wolverine thing. But if you know Wolverine as a character, and here's the thing, I'm only a casual Wolverine fan. I'm not the diehard, but I, I appreciate his value to the Marvel universe. And after reading this, it seems like I don't know if they've retconned it or gone back, or if it's been that way from the very beginning, but. Apparently, reading the summary, Wolverine has a master, and his name is Romulus. And as you're reading through his history, Romulus has a finger in pretty much every bad thing that's ever happened to Wolverine. That's a retcon thing. So that, to me, kind of changes what the whole character of Wolverine's all about. He's always been this loner going through terrible things in his life and tragedies, and he's always kind of had to stumble through the next kind of horrible one to find out that he's been being manipulated the but whole time. But that's what Marvel has done with X-Men characters. I mean, when they introduced Mr. Sinister, it turned out that it's Mr. Sinister's fault that Scott was at the orphanage and that he couldn't control his powers. Yeah. Like they went, they retconned and they made like that, that, these, that these villains, they introduced these master villains that have been there all along and we just didn't know it. Right. And I Makes think them that much more sinister. The Sentry. Yeah, the century. Well, the century was, the century clever. was well <laughs> right. done. It was well done, and it wasn't overused until Bendis brought him back. I mean, you know, that was an interesting originally, an interesting five issue miniseries to then say, not quite. And now a we retcon. can't ever use him again. Mm-hmm. And then Bendis, said, you know, wouldn't it be <coughs> but interesting I mean, if you did. And it's like, okay, and now it's all muddled. 
You take a character though, like Wolverine who is cool because of the Low hardships and, and stuff he's had to go through, and now you've turned out and go, oh yeah, well the whole time he was really just a rube in some other mastermind's plot, and he's always going to be that way, and it's not well, really... Well, he has always been kind of a victim. Well, it eventually turned out to be his father. And that would suck even. And wouldn't I mean? Didn't they play Sabretooth that way for a long time? It was a long time yeah. implied that Sabretooth was his was his father. Well, every on the on and his every birthday, every, or, yeah, every birthday the, he comes and he messes with Wolverine in some way, you know. Yeah. So, but now we found out well, uh, Sabretooth's brother, right? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't Sabretooth's know. brother because his father was the one who was stopping his uh, mother. So anyways, um, I just really. think if you're going to get the, the Wolverine people all excited about you know the upcoming project and everything else, it's like why, I don't know, it's, it's just, it felt like a kind of a weird thing to go, so hey, enjoy look. The book? So you want your money back? Is that well, what you're saying? It's not so much that. Um, I'm interested to finish it. I'm interested to finish it and see where, because well, okay, it's cool. Next week. Finish even if, it this week and come back next week and tell us now that you've read the full saga. If you if you think about the character, even if that's a major factor or backbone through the series, the the series had so many really interesting twists from when they first launched him as a separate title and he was in Madripoor and all that whole patch era mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all the Japanese the feudal society. Oh, he's got a cases. rich, cool this history is a, this and character. Amazing character. But I but then when I think when you shoehorn him into this other story. It well, just kind of makes them kind of. I eh. mean, it's always. I can say. I still think it's been when they did Wolverine Origins in the first place, and and suddenly they knew that his name was James. Something for the first time in thirty years, every character that walked into an X book with. Oh yeah, I would always know his, his name. name was James. That was stupid. And yeah. <laughs> like, were there, nobody. Well, they're all reading the book. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's it. I they picked up our copy on eBay. He got them comp copies. Right, that was great. Yeah, so I just think it's kind of funny that you know Wolverine. I don't know. I, I almost feel like it's kind of like he's done now. You know what I mean? It's like, well, we know his whole story. He's been manipulated by, by a guy. We don't have to care anymore. Well, so. maybe, maybe the movie will finish it. Well, and then you know, realistically, too, that's why they had to tell his origin story is because they figured, well, now that he's such a major screen presence, you know, we better tell the story in the comic form mm-hmm. before it gets told in the movie form. So that's why they had to do. And I should they say, ruined, by the, the way, producer, Wolverine producer Lauren Schuler Donner did sort of confirm last week's story about James Beaufoy being asked to write uh, Wolverine 2. Hmm. Uh, she said they did indeed talk to him, but that he actually did turn it down. So oh. Yeah, he's an Oscar winner. Okay, Well, but we said, you know, it, it was like it was going to be debunked, but it, it was debunked in a way that said, well, something, there was truth to it. They were in talks. He chose not to do it. Uh, and who knows, but we'll have our chance May 1st is when Wolverine comes out. Officially. Officially, or the, ter- the big scandal today. Is that last night a version of Wolverine leaked onto the internet? Ching ching. Uh, I don't know. Well, give me. Why are you giving me the ching sound for that? <coughs> Those are his uh, claws popping out. Ching ching. Here's what I love about the internet: is the first version got leaked, and then several other versions got leaked that fixed some audio and stuff. <laughs> So I'm like, the internet just goes, oh, that's great. Let us fix that for you, and then we'll send it out again. <laughs> it's like, next they're just going to add all the special effects and release a final version before the movie's out. Yeah. You can do that. Power of the internet, my friend. Well, you know, and that's the question. How much is it going to affect? I mean, the weird position, uh, I'm not in the weird position of, but the internet, the fan sites are of like, any cool news as opposed to this thing of saying, we do not want your Wolverine reviews. Do but, not. But you know what they also the said, context. though? What? Oh, we, I thought he said, we are not going to post any of your reviews here. 
but we can't help it if there's a talkback section down here. Right. So it was almost kind of like, wink, wink. You know, I won't accept your reviews, but I can't stop you from posting reviews in this talkback underneath. And then underneath. Fox did contact them and thank them for their vigilance and fan, you know, so they got, they, they got <laughs> back rubs from both sides there. It was kind of, yeah. Yeah. Way so to play like, it, Harry. Well played, Knowles. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, it, it's hypocritical. I mean, that's, Certainly, it's because of sites like Ain't It Cool News. Of course, that that this is out there. Who invented the term spoiler alert? Wasn't it Ain't It Cool? I mean, uh, pretty I don't much. know if that was. I think spoiler or alert. popularized it. Then let's say because I'm sure it existed before. But uh, certainly, spoilers as a as a as a big mainstream concept certainly has was was yeah, you say popularized by by them. So. There's this big question on the internet about, you know, oh, how will this affect sales? And I said it about music and I say it about games and I'll say it about the movie. Pirates don't pay for stuff. People who pay for stuff pay for stuff. It's not going to affect it in any way, shape, or form. Oh, that's a very I intriguing was, you, you were either going to pay $10 to go see that movie or you're not. Just because now you can download a uh, mm-hmm. almost finalized version of it. One, it one on wild theory I, loved, that I read today was that maybe, you know, that maybe it's Fox themselves that leaked this because if the rumors are that this is bad as the rumors have been, <laughs> then they can say, see, it leaked on the internet. That's why nobody went to see it. Uh, just, what, just as Annie Cool News uh, was blamed 12 years ago for Batman and Robin not doing well because there was bad buzz ahead of time and you guys killed that movie. Well, I haven't seen Wolverine, but I have read comments by people who uh-huh. downloaded and watched it and they all seemed to enjoy it. Oh, well, that's good. So, all right. All I know is when the previews of Deadpool and uh, Wolverine have him with his mouth shut or sewn shut or whatever, mm-hmm. that makes you kind of go, "What? What are they thinking?" It makes you go that, but I don't think that the average person, Deadpool. It's not like Deadpool's a character that uh, that say uh, my wife knows, my kids don't know Deadpool, mm. or should, you know. So the the average average moviegoer, even if they're a Wolverine. I know, Man. but I'm just saying, though, that's kind of the whole why people – I think that's kind of what brings the pirate culture around is like when they feel it's a project that's not being kind of dealt with faithfully. Like, for example, I'm sure there were probably plenty of opportunities to pirate Watchmen, but a lot of people were kind of think you know, uh, you know, at least kind of waiting for its release. You know, it's like I never heard of, you know, people going, oh, we saw – you know, we well, wanted that's, to – That's interesting. Why did you have a copy of that? No, 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 no. That's an interesting thought. The thing is, uh, Pirate Bay, which is, I guess, the most popular of the of the torrent sites. Actually, their April Fool's joke was uh, Warner Brothers bought them. Nice and embraced them. And I thought, and then it's just clicking in my head. So Warner Brothers buys them. They were sued by 20th Century Fox over Watchmen. So what does Warner Brothers do? They leak Wolverine a month early. Mm. I know it's not true, but boy, that's. The, the, Clever. <laughs> yeah, I read that title and went, April Fools, come on. Yeah, I know. I, I was actually, I did get suckered in on an NPR news story tonight as I was driving over about people, real, real estate agents um, hiring actors to portray neighbors when they're trying to sell houses in, in foreclosed neighborhoods. And then I'm like, You're looking for, where I'm, can I'm, I get that job? Yeah, I'm, totally, I'm getting totally outraged <laughs> by, by this. I mean, my God, you know, does it go so far as they borrow little league teams? And, like, this is a lot and, then the guy's, and then the guy comes on and says, you know, and, and at the end, uh, and you can listen to all of our April Fool's, uh, sorry, April, April 1st stories are archived at, I went, oh, duh. The only one that got me is that Rick forwarded me the uh, Think Geek email with the Wampa sleeping bag. 
I, I just thought it was the real. Tauntaun sleeping, Tauntaun, sleeping, Tauntaun sleeping Tauntaun bag. sleeping bag. And I really wanted to order one. I was I like, sign me up, too. 40 bucks. That's awesome. It's got a little, oh, wait, it's, damn it. <laughs> but now you, they, they've updated the site. If you go back, they say, we got such a huge response exactly. on that. We're going to try to get it made. Awesome. Awesome. I had no doubt that they were going to do so that. So what you're really going to tell me now is squeeze bacon doesn't exist? Squeeze bacon doesn't no, exist. Sorry. sorry. Dang it. <laughs> I, I couldn't get past squeeze bacon. Ah, oh my time. <laughs> ah. uh, totally. I think this is the third week in a row you just named the podcast. <laughs> squeeze I couldn't squeeze get bacon past is squeeze delicious. Bacon. I couldn't get past squeeze bacon. All right, so I couldn't anyway, pass squeeze bacon. So that's all we know about Wolverine at this point. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. That's discussion. Uh, on positive things, uh, Jonah Hex, which is a, a film adaptation I'm looking forward to, has added to interesting cast members. Uh, Michael Shannon, I had to look down for that. He was an Oscar nominee for uh, Revolutionary Road, I think, um, This this just this last year. Uh, is that the one with uh, Leo? Slid and Leo DiCaprio. Oh, okay. um, anyway, he's been added to the cast as, the, as a circus ringmaster, which is definitely, uh, when I think of Jonah Hex, uh, plot back to the kind of the Wild West circus, sort of almost that Wild Wild West idea uh, is yeah, like the Wild circus. Bill uh, Hitchcock. Yeah, thing. yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So that's a, and it's usually an evil circus. So circuses are pretty. They evil. are pretty evil. Wait, has there but been one that you'd like? Is Will oh. Arnett has joined the cast? I thought that was cool casting. Yeah. Give him a chance to actually. You know what though? It's like most of these. Uh, you know the big budget. Uh, Kind of action western, you know, like they have kind of a, a guy who is he going to be like a sidekick kind of dude, or do we know? Or yeah, we don't it, know. We or, don't. I think they cast him almost on the other side, like maybe he. They said he's a union soldier. I think. Yeah. Or yeah. Oh really? So he's Jonas either going to now a union. Soldier? No, you, no. Will Arnett's playing a union oh, okay. soldier. So maybe he'll be some James sort of Brolin antagonist. Or Josh Brolin, rather, Josh Brolin is still playing John Hex. Okay, but it's shaping up to be an interesting cast and Megan Fox. Yep. Right. So I'm actually looking. Are they? Do you know? Do we know yet if it's going to be a rated R, kind of like bloody? Because I I thought here's, I heard Wild Bunch style. Here's what I suspect: uh, in the wake of Watchmen, not doing nearly as well as Warner Brothers had hoped, they naturally blame the R rating. So I think in a very limited mindset way, they're going to say now any comic book adaptation has, has to, to be, be PG-13. PG-13. You know what? Though? I mean, because I think the reason there are two two reasons Watchmen didn't do that well. One, it is a, challenging stupid material. Stupid people. Yeah, it's challenging material. It's not what people what people expected compared to what <coughs> you just watched that commercial and knew nothing about it. Right. I've had so many of my friends go. And it was oh wrong. my god, it was the worst movie ever. It was and so it, stupid. And it was almost three hours. Waste and of time and, you, and money. You can't make as much money in a weekend with it. You know, there's fewer screenings. It's art people. Yeah. Well, it, it is. Yes, I, I the it. book was. Oh, oh no, you didn't. I mean, whether you liked it or hated it, I mean, it, to say that it's that it didn't do well because it was rated R—that's baloney. It, that's not the reason. That's horse pucky. Yeah, right. right. If so, this podcast right. was rated R, I would really tell how we feel about it. Actually, I think you can get away with more in westerns too, though. True, They're just more a little more brutal, just expected. A little more violence. Yeah, yeah, hmm. that may be that because yeah. and you could do a lot. I mean. Hitchcock had some incredible methods for conveying horrible things on the screen without actually showing them. Yeah, but our audiences today stuff. don't take that. Yeah, we need to see the blood. No, we need it. We need it. Well, explicit. if you're trying to, it depends. If you're, you don't do explicit. If you're trying to get the PG-13. But I, I, well, I would agree with you. I think because westerns, uh, well, we we don't know what the ratings board considers 
what their lines are. You know, there. Are, yeah. I think there. Are, I think right off the board. They don't I, know. They make it up every time. I think there are certain subject matters that are just automatically going to be R, no matter what the subject is. Now, I mean, no matter what, how tasteful that movie is. I like. I, I do think that if it's a movie dealing with uh, a gay romance, I think that's going to automatically be R. I can't prove it. Somebody could write in and disprove it to me, but it seems to me that that's automatically one that just goes. There's no way that we want children to seeing this. Yeah. What was Brokeback? R. R. So wait a minute, but now if we show it in Nebraska, it's going to be an R, too, even if it's like Spider-Man mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and uh, then Br- it'll be banned from the library. And, and exactly. Bruno, the follow-up to Borat, was uh, slapped with an NC-17 this week. More na- male nudity, the probably. First draft, but yeah, I'm sure there's more nudity. Yes, more male nudity. Because, you know what, male nudity in films lately has just been off the charts, hasn't it? Like, forgetting Sarah Marshall, Watchmen, uh, what was the <coughs> other one recently I just saw? Um, maybe I'm going to move on to, by the way, in a brighter future, Star Trek Two has already been greenlit by Paramount. Ooh. I must have missed Star Trek One. In a month. Yeah, it came in another theater real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Direct the video. Uh, well, actually, no, they, I think most people have been reporting it online as Star Trek Twelve, But I'm not counting that. I'm Nerds. Just saying, I'm just saying it's starting over. Yeah. Let's just go there. Let's just say it's Star Trek One. Uh, That's really going to F up my number sequencing. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, why do you 12. have all of them? <laughs> How am I going to put it on my shelf now? Do, which which Star Trek's your favorite? Four, four A, or four B? If you were a Damn real it. fanboy, wouldn't it be it volume mess two you up at all? <laughs> In fact, shut up. <laughs> okay, I know you. Anyway, um, so they've added uh, so Roberto Orsi and Alex Kurtzman, who wrote the first uh, movie, I was going to say first issue. The first movie are the co-creators of Fringe with J.J. Abrams. Oh, and yeah. Right, good, wrote the good boys. first two Transformers films uh, are going to come back for Star Trek II, but they've also added Damon Lindelof, who's one of the creators of Lost. Yep. Love him. To the, uh, he's Star the little Trek. one, isn't he? No, he's the big guy. He's the tall one. Oh, no, no, Damon, you're right. Carlton's the big dude. Yeah, Carl- Carlton's the tall one. Damon, yeah. Well, Damon Lindelof's the guy who did uh, Wolver- Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk, who never he never finished that, did he? <laughs> no, it's, they're finishing it right now. It I know, but it, in, that, he started it, what, Kevin three Smith years up. ago? Well, again, you know, it's sort of like the 12, I'm going to give JMS the benefit of the doubt on this. It's sort of when Hollywood throws stupid money at you to work in Hollywood, and Marvel says, you hmm. can write a comic book that 90,000 people money. By stupid money, I mean more than you've ever seen. I'm saying. Come on, how, J- JMS can, you know, crank out the last three issues in a long weekend and then just pass the art off to the guy. He draws a couple panels a day. No big deal, right? Come on. Let's do this. All right. Thing. Oh, which does remind me. I can't believe I mentioned it. By the Brian way. Brian Bendis writes 18 books a month. It's how, been announced that John Cassidy has finished the art for the last issue of Planetary. Oh, my God. But you forgot there was still an issue to be done. No, I hadn't. I was but thinking about that the other said, day. They said sometime this year, Wildstorm will be releasing the final issue of Planetary. So we can wow. all go out and buy a trade next year. Yes. Um, Great. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Kind of excited. It's okay for me because I remember what happened in the last issue. I do too. I know. I know. <laughs> Reach out. What's Planetary? Give an encouraging squeeze to Michael Goodson's shoulder and say, I'm sorry. Let me tell you, sir. That, that book had like, a guy with white hair it. in it. Elijah yeah. Snow. It's coming back to you. guy with drumsticks. Yeah. The drummer and Jaquita Drum. Wagner. And there was a Batman crossover at one point. Yeah. Yes, there Great. was. Great. And a JLA crossover. Mm. No. But I liked the Batman crossover risk because I believe Adam West was in that for a while. Yes, yeah, they had all the different Batmans. It shifted. Um, which did you notice on Thirty Rock last week? That was uh, that was one of Alec Baldwin's goals for his 50th, by his fiftieth birthday to be friends with to make friends with the Batman, not 
not Batman, to make friends with the Batman. Yeah. And so he says, okay, from, I believe Adam, get Adam West's agent on the phone. And so Adam West goes in. He was on the show. It, it was on the show and then says. Uh, I was told I was going to get food. <laughs> yes. I was told I'd get a meal. <laughs> you know, I know what's weird, though, is he was also on the end of Family Guy this week. Did you see that? Well, he's been a regular on. No, 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 like family. Adam West. like Not what, the mayor. Yeah, the end of the family, because the whole thing was about God and religion and stuff. So the Family Guy ends circa, or all a la uh, Men in Black, where it pulls out the universe, pulls oh, out the universe. Okay. And it turns out to be like a lampshade in a bedroom with Adam West and Rob Lowe, live action, sitting in a bed. Oh. And they're like... Can and I that, say dang Family Guy? Because now I'm going to have to actually watch that. Yeah, and they're like sitting there talking at the end. <laughs> okay. It, it was pretty surreal and weird, but they're both wearing nightcaps and stuff, and they're all dressed and everything. Wow. Have you seen the Hulu very wacky. Uh, commercial where Seth is walking through and does all the voices? He's watching? No, that's pretty rad. Yeah. Oh. But speaking of that, uh, Sony also announced that they're going to go forward with the Men in Black 3 for 2011. But without Will Smith? Do you remember that one, Michael? Men in Black 2? Yes. It blew. <laughs> it yeah. Not as good as Men in Black. So nobody knows. Nobody knows. I think Tommy Lee Jones has said that he's willing to come back, but nobody knows what Will Smith's thinking. Oh, Will Smith won't do a third one, will he? I don't know. It certainly you could it. probably get Jada Pinkett Smith in this one. Oh, okay. So. Or maybe his son. What's his son's name? Uh, Waylon. I don't know. Jaden Jennings. Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the... Uh, uh, and maybe this is kind of no, just. You, you said, oh, it's Mar. Who is it? Waylon that Sean Wayans has ruined. Uh, GI Joe. GI Joe for you. Marlon. Well, I haven't Marlon seen Marlon it. But speaking of GI Joe, did you read that latest post that it's minutes of it screened at Show West and the the theater owners cheered because they thought it was going to be make great popcorn summer movie. How does that make you feel? Uh, well, the guy who was reviewing it said. I can ask questions. I think like it was actually Quint, Quint from uh, Ain't It Cool. Mm-hmm. Basically saying how he thought it was dry and boring and stupid. But, he, you know, it was being screened to the theater owners. But he's Quint. He he sell popcorn, that, you know. So How does that make Lawn feel? I know the movie's going to suck. So. Oh, okay. But as long remember, as Rob's here. Because remember, this is Lawn. It's the season of low he expectations. Judges a, he judges a book by its cover. Hmm. Even if it's yeah. a movie. Interesting. I yeah. judge it by osmosis. Just hold That's it and weird. say, mm, no, nah, not for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so should we turn to television? Was there any other movie news? Uh, I think we've got all the big stuff. I, mm, uh, let's go okay. forward. I, I could uh, review a movie that went direct to DVD that I had been looking forward big to. Big Stan? No. Uh, oh. In the Electric Mist. There's a shortened version of a title, In the Electric Mist with the Confederate Dead. <laughs> it's like Dead Eyes all the way around know, the I table. I know, I um, know. <laughs> It was with Tommy Lee Jones. That's why I had sort of a, 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 a connection there. It's based on a, a thrill, a ser- a, one of a book, the series of thrillers by James Lee Burke, the Dave Robichaux novels, which there was a, an early one with Alec Baldwin. I have this strange, I'm going around the same thing, with, called Heaven's Prisoners back in the late 90s. Uh, and in the, it's about a detective, a Cajun detective in uh, New Orleans, at, or the parish outside, and uh, he is being visited by the ghosts of Confederate soldiers while trying to solve a decades-old murder that he witnessed as a child. Sounds riveting. It's actually a really good thriller. It's just uh, kind of, it's definitely considered, I guess, too weird because it's like so raw-boned and like John Goodman's in it. It's kind of this, you know, regular detective and police movie and then suddenly these Confederate soldiers keep wandering through. Hmm. Um, okay. Are there zombies? No, they're not. They're just... I hated they're it. They're just ghosts giving him advice and telling him what's going on and it's kind of... Kind of a cool story. A little 
I, I don't know what I, I guess I could see why it didn't get to the theaters, but it's also it's like a series that probably should uh, a movie that could have just been a pilot for a TV series. You know, he's a detective. That's definitely like this should just be a show. Yeah, it's too late. Civil War is not as popular as it was a couple of years ago. And New Orleans doesn't exist. No, anymore, there's only so. that. There's only that one novel that deals with that. The rest of the time, it's all just dealing with the mob and mafia in in New Orleans. And yes, that is one of the problems. Of course, it was written. The novel was written in the '90s, early '90s, and then now, yes, you set it up now, and everything's everything in New Orleans has to deal with with Katrina. So, what did you watch this week that excited you? Me? Yeah. Big Bang Theory. Mm. The, dead, the, dead, the Dead Hooker Stratagem. Dead Hooker, yeah, that was very nice. That was the name of the episode. Lost. I really like Lost this week. Lost yeah, was really you? good this You week. did or you didn't? I saw that twist at the end coming, like about five minutes in. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. What do you think? Oh, Lana were talking about it beforehand. What would you take? It's not the first time I'm, that someone's died on that island. So. Yeah, and it hasn't died. And, and I'm pretty sure they've messed up whatever timeline we were expecting to them to get back to really so they've are creating a new timeline so I don't just know. just quickly so i can keep score honestly does it mean mario was right or lawn was right there was no I, there was no, no, no this is not coming down in contention okay my take on it is that yeah I, I don't believe that the island lets people die that right you know that it doesn't want to have die and i think that uh, he's definitely we're gonna spoil this one right it was one thing to say that you know ben might not remember right. this guy who passed through the camp at one point but now but maybe he you'd does. remember that <laughs> you're never gonna forget <laughs> but, him but then maybe he does because he later tortures ben and and we always wondered how ben knew everything about everyone on the island it's like well maybe he met everyone previously well i have a little theory about about ben too and it's kind of ties into he's um, an angel well no it ties into what happened to desmond after the hatch blew up (laughs) because desmond got got unstuck in time for a little while he went traveling around through his own life Mm -hmm. and i think that's a fact i mean this actually comes out of a kurt vonnegut book called um slaughterhouse five where a guy becomes unstuck in time and is able to visit himself through uh, his consciousness, moves through his own life, and re- revisits. Kind of like a Christmas Carol? Billy yeah. Pilgrim. Yeah. Billy Pilgrim. And so, I mean, if Ben has some aspect of that in him, it goes a long ways to exp- explain why he knows so much mm. and sometimes and doesn't seem to know as much as other times. I honestly saw it as kind of a gotcha moment kind of... Uh, almost kind of a weak plot device to throw in so late in the episode. Shark jumpy? A little bit. And it, for me, it was kind of like, what are you trying to do? Because we, we Faraday, a couple er- episodes earlier, even said, don't even bother, <clears throat> excuse me, don't even bother trying to change it, the past because it's already happened. So, Faraday you know, wrong. what's that? <laughs> this is true. This is true. And we don't know what happened to Faraday either. Well, it wasn't. we last saw him working in the Orchid, wasn't he? Yeah, but there was something they said, uh, is Faraday here? And he goes, well, kind of, maybe not, or something like that. Okay, well, anyways, and then the other thing is, is how many people have we seen on the island take a shot and, and then yeah. live? You know what I mean? So, John in particular. Right. Yeah. So, I, you know, it was just one of those. Not just w- on the island, but also on the mainland, people who had left the island. Uh, Michael couldn't kill himself. Well, that's true, too. So, I just, I don't know. For me, I felt like the whole episode didn't build to that moment. So the reason it was such a shocking moment was because it just wasn't... I thought the whole episode did build to that moment. Oh, really? It just did nothing but follow Saeed, Saeed, Saeed. Mm -hmm. He's a killer in the past. He's a killer in the future. He's a killer in the middle of life. I was thinking from the moment he found out that was Ben... And I was so proud of them not going to the, hey, if you know Hitler was going to be Hitler when he was a baby, would you kill the baby? 
Like, which is definitely. I was like, why are we are. why are we focusing so much on Saeed? This either Saeed's gonna die, die or, or oh, yeah. and that's when I figured it. Out. See, for me, it was just like, oh, another Saeed episode. Okay, what are they gonna tell us? Does the baby Hitler have a mustache? Yes. Yes. Oh, well, then, uh, evil How else would you know it was Maybe Hitler? Hitler. <laughs> but I will say, though, that this for Lost, this is par for the course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lost always kind of in the middle, kind of stalls a little bit, and then kind of picks up towards the end. So I, I feel like this is kind of a I'm, amid, always, I'm always willing issue. to give it the benefit. Yeah, so I, I've learned by now to not doubt it and just kind of sit back and enjoy the ride. So... But the For Saeed, me, though, it wasn't as shocking, though. It the wasn't. episode itself was very entertaining. The Saeed stories were all very, very nice. I did get some insights as to why he was doing what he was doing. But here's the other thing I don't like storytelling-wise is they're trying to – whereas before Lost was popular because of all of its complex characters, but now as the series is winding down, they're they're worrying about pigeonholing and, and labeling everybody. Okay, Jin's – or uh, Son's the liar. You know, now Saeed's the killer. You know, yeah, an actual question I have at this point is: you said it's winding down. How, how much more time seasons? is there? Is it two more full seasons? After this, two yeah. more full seasons. Well, not full. Uh, Sixteen episodes, so almost like three quarter seasons. See, I don't, okay. I don't see it as being pigeonholed. I think we learned a lot. About no, but I mean, it was obvious. There was Saeed that. isn't the killer. Saeed is the prag- pragmatist. No, but Saeed he even said, "You're right. Them. I am the killer." Well, he says that, but he's and then just the there was a couple, identifies themselves correctly. But he, there was a couple episodes where uh, Son mm-hmm. even said, "How did you do? Or why did you do that?" Because I'm a liar. But he, he's he's always been that guy. He's always been the torturer, the the guy who did but he has the bad things. He like, has the skill, but he was not a torturer by choice. <coughs> he had to learn not to Not until survive. his little uh, blonde cutie got uh, whacked. And he tortured the season. hell out of that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Anyways. Well, I'll be yeah. interested to see where it goes. <laughs> we all see ourselves as things we're How's not. season one, Derek? Really good? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I watch uh, <laughs> I watch Pushing Daisies this I'll week. I'll loan you the DVDs for the first two seasons. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. I gave them oh, yeah. back. Um, he has no free time. Uh, that, which is true. I've tried to catch up. Watched uh, Smallville last week. Had yes. uh, Zatanna. Zatanna in uh, in net stockings, but they didn't show them all that much. Boo. Do you know how close I came to watching that episode until she you was, finished that sentence? She was wearing real high black boots, but uh, and you at one scene you can see the fishnets. Yeah, just the top. Of I them wasn't for so a sure. Bit. I liked what they did with the character. Uh, they did, they did sh- a lot of things in. Con- they in- did not have her speaking backwards. She did once. Zip the or did zip. She, did you play once. it backwards? Can you prove that? No, uh, she spoke. Uh, she spoke backwards. She chain did up like standard spells no. when she chained up. No, uh, when she, she said chained up Oliver, she sandwiches. spoke backwards. Uh, okay, because the thing they did, which I don't ever recall this being a power she had, was saying that that her native ability was to grant one wish, whatever your father's. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and that's and I was like, "Oh, come on!" And then she opened this book up, and then started speaking backwards. I was like, right. "Okay, she was seeking the mantle of what John Zatara's abilities had been." Did she have a magic wand? No, I don't recall her using one. No. Did she use the chant, "Charlie Sheen, Ben Vereen, shrink to the size of a lima bean"? No, she didn't. Okay, wow. good, because that would have been awesome. Why? Yeah, that's a pinky in the brain thing. Oh, okay. No. Well, okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I caught up from a while ago when they had the Toy Man episode too, so I, I caught that up. And went, at least <coughs> the Toy Man episode. seemed like a you very mean Fun good House. No, 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 no. That's a different fun, show. <laughs> fun House was on Brave and the Bold. I know. Oh, uh, did you see that? Well, we did. Talk yeah, about we did that talk about that, and we did talk about that uh, they have indeed renewed it for a second season. So Brave and the Bold, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. 
Uh, yeah, so Smallville, again, every time I start praising it and thinking, yeah, this is pretty cool, then they do something like that where it's like... Hollywood, again, everything ruin, you love, it, it ruins. Well, I did like the reveal, the thing at the end with her going on and Watchtowers online. I don't think they had opened that up I, before. I'm not sure. So, but it definitely a hard. No, hard, she wasn't talking about that. A She's a Jehovah Witness. Hard, yeah, yeah, hard confirmation of being of being the Justice League, which is probably what they're going to have to do for a season nine. Well, I think they've done it just in time to help Superman out with Doomsday. Why? How clever of them! Except the big criticism I have with this show is they've really eliminated most of of Superman's biggest villains before he's ever become Superman. I don't know what's left for his adult life. Suicide. Just <laughs> 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 gonna. <laughs> well, Mr. Mitz. Rescuing. Well, they, no, they already ruined Mix Malik. Did he, they? He was the Russian, uh, like, from another, from this obscure I missed that one, then. It was pretty missable. Okay. It was horrible. It was misapplicable. Oh. Hmm, thank you. That was clever. Uh, how about Chuck this week? Yes. How about Comic Chuck? What's up with Chuck? I could I could live with Forty B coming back on that show a couple times. Trisha Helfer from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yum. Number six came Yummy. in as yeah. an alternate agent. Delicious. And so hopefully that's a recurring role. And it was the best gun cleaning scene ever shot. And then the whole police. Pun. Uh, what? Pun. Not really. You know, it was really no, it was really was a gun cleaning scene. But it was um, a lot of barrel swabbing. It was barrel swabbing and oil and, and heat and sweat. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And a uh, sports bra. Ooh, <laughs> you might want to download this one. And then Adam Baldwin <laughs> went back to his bunk. <laughs> no, and uh, Yeah. So I, I like that. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch Reaper yet th- this week. but uh, I don't think I saw it yet either. But I think the thing with Chuck, though, of course, is definitely someone over there is a Vertigo fan in a while. Because yeah. he's got, he's, it's twice in a row, two episodes in a row he's been seen uh, reading Ex Machina. And uh, he's got a Why the Last Man poster on his wall. And as in addition to, of course, the fabulous Tron poster. But uh Definitely, you know, they, they do a good job of establishing the cred, even if the credibility of the show and it, within an episode isn't always the strongest. It's yep. still still fun. So if you're not watching, Chuck, you should pick this up. Okay? It's, a, it's a fun fun show. Anybody course, still watching Heroes? Yes. What? Uh, how's it been? Holding up? Uh, I'm enjoying it. Hmm. I, I mean, the uh, I wasn't prepared to talk about it. But oh, sorry. It's, well, it's good. we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we should talk about it next week. I would like them to wrap up the plot line of pushing daisies on Heroes, then I'd really be impressed. Okay, <laughs> that'd be weird. Well, Brian Fuller, the creator, went back. Yeah, to, I know. Went back to Heroes. So yeah. that's I'd... all the heroes get turned into pies. I'm just trying to picture <gasps> heroes on a pushing daisies set. <laughs> watch, there's going to be a hero show up who can reanimate. Well, the dead. apparently, and I missed it because I'd never watched that. Did you watch Wonderfalls, or have you rented? I Wonderfalls? did. No. But apparently, characters ha- did start crossing over, like appearing. Uh, there's a couple characters from Wonderfalls made like cameos in. In Pushing Daisies. Oh, so. really? But I never watched Wonderfalls, so now I have to go, you know. I'll have to look at the DVDs. Yeah. That's a great series. Yeah. So My wife watched it, but no, I didn't. Did she like it? Yes. Okay, well. And we Your always, wife has good taste. We always like to l- l- get, let the uh, wives have the last word, so. Oh, no, I shouldn't, actually. We wanted to acknowledge a, a loss in the television uh, passes that Andy Hallett, who played Lorne in uh, Angel for five seasons and was the green-skinned demon with the uh, beautiful singing voice, mm-hmm. yes. He oh, passed. the green skin demon. Yeah, with the little red. The guy horns. That ran the nightclub. Ran, yeah. Oh, the guy always wore the yellow suit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know who that guy. Yeah, is. he passed away this week at the age Dude. of thirty-three of heart failure. Was he was very, great on that was show. Very sad. I loved his character. Yep. Yeah. Great character. One thing I didn't realize he was so young when you when you think about 
the maturity, the maturity of Lorne as yeah. a character. He had to have been in his early twenties when that was being shot. Yep. So, yeah, Lorne, and he played it well. He played a character who had been around and had, had developed his character because of the things that he had experienced and very well. Yeah, and it's a shame that as an actor he really hadn't been able to do much else. But I, I would say. The other thing that I appreciated about him was he was one of those guys he really worked the convention circuit as opposed to a lot of the yeah. mainstream Buffy and so he didn't charge a hundred dollars for an autograph. Uh, no, he would show up and lead karaoke sessions at booths. That's like, awesome, and uh, that was a big thing because you know he loved to sing. But um, apparently, very accessible. Of course, I suppose there's probably some advantage to that in that he uh, for since him, he always had makeup on, you so never he had knew makeup, what he looked he like. He could walk around and people wouldn't know who he was because definitely you could sort of see. You know, you see a photo of him without the makeup. Like, I guess I could see that, but Lauren definitely had some stylization to the face and and so forth. But great character, odd to, to, to miss at thirty three, and that it, that his heart trouble had started with a with a, a mouth and a tooth infection. I guess we make holes in so teeth. So just really something for everybody, as as Michael said earlier, uh, brush the podcast brush. And, and floss, uh, brush and floss Flossing and, is um, more important. Water and I pick. really, I really wish I there'd been many times I'd been in a convention on the floor and wanted to buy that only that angel action figure, just that one. And now I know it's going to cost me like four times as much. So sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the one hand, I'm, you're right, um, but that goes back to I thought you were going to say the many opportunities we've had to meet the guy right, yeah. we never did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That but that too. goes that that goes too. Is you know, I, I guess once again a reminder: use your powers. You say, when oh, they're that, when when someone's that young, you just say if you see somebody you like at a let convention, let them know. So you, many so many people have died thinking that nobody appreciated their work, and then you see the afterwards. I'm trying to. Bunny, Benny Hill was one of those guys. No, people love Benny Hill. Yeah, but he yeah, but died I don't think thinking he, knew he that. was he was what? unloved and alone. Really? When you have a show on the air for as long as he did, you don't yes, think people loved you? Tragic. He wasn't surrounded by women and a little old guy that ran around him slapping him in the ass? It was a little tragic, yeah. yes. yes. Hmm. Actually, he had That's that. how I always pictured his death. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I'd like us all to have death like that. that no offense, because I don't want to wish anybody's death, but you know. I promise at your funeral we'll play wacky sax. Yakety sax. Yakety sax. Thanks. Don't talk back. Before we close, I had... You're I, assuming I'm going first. I had one shout-out I wanted to do. <laughs> Issue 6 of Unknown Soldier came out last week, wrapping the first arc of that series uh, done by Josh, Di- Josh Dysart. Dysart. Friend of Fanboy Planet, Josh Dysart. Amazing book, very paradoxical in that it's very much against war, but brutal and bloody. Which is what he promised that series was going to be when we were first talking about that. And one of the hidden gems in that have been the prose bits that Josh has been writing uh, they've been explaining the whole Uganda situation, the history of it, where it is now, where he thinks it's going, what the possibilities are for peace in the area. It's the first six issues just wrapped, which means they're probably probably going to be a trade. But the seventh issue comes out next month and will, is promised to be a standalone story and a good jumping on point for people. So if you're if you've been thinking about it. And this is still a 12-issue miniseries, right? They haven't committed to... Is it a, is it a 12-issue miniseries? I thought it was okay. originally. I, now, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, because... Well, how it, many, they usually go six books to a trade, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but DC's done that with 12-issue miniseries, dividing up All-Star Superman yeah. has been treated that way. I'm hoping it's an ongoing one, just because I think, obviously, Josh is pointing out... He's writing about something nobody else 
I, I, it feels like almost nobody almost else nobody anywhere else. I've in learned media. so much about the conflict in Uganda that <laughs> I had no idea about until I read this book. So I would say this is one of the smartest and maybe secretly one of, one the, of the most, most important, important yeah. comic books out there. And if you're picking it up and you're not reading those prose bits, go back and reread them because they'll make the book make a lot more sense and you will get a lot out of them. Yeah. Have and you th- seen that? And again, next, next issue, the seventh issue, is a standalone book. So you can pick that up without feeling like you're going to get hooked in and give it a try. Okay. Um, and, and if you like it, then continue on with the series and pick up the trade later. Well, a great shout-out. Wow. I'm, you must be I, I'll friends do it. with Josh Dysart. Well, we're friendly with Josh Dysart. Right. He's a good guy. We've met him a couple of times. Yeah, but, he, he, uh, he's great. I've met a lot Josh. of people that I don't speak highly of. Lon? Mm. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Brett Snyder. I'm here. <laughs> Battle Dome! <laughs> we don't need another hero. So, um, that's it. Get I, on my back, Derek. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think that's it. If you've got any questions, comments, comments, you'd like us to vidcast the Derek on Lon's back <laughs> taking out Rick in a strange half-chicken fight. We'll be under one of those domes in a schoolyard, right? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh I've got one of those in my backyard. There you go. Anyway. Now, uh, I want to fight in the death park that's in front of the Mercado Theater. Oh, ring, yeah, yeah, that yeah, little yeah. ring of death. Yeah, okay. So Hey, if, local reference. If, you, yeah, if you've got those questions, comments, Criticisms. Anyway, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. I'm Michael Goodson. I'm Lon Battledome Lopez. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your, your powers, powers. Use only your powers. for good. Only for good. Hello, Dum Dum. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. There's an Omaha woman who wants to ban Spider-Man from the public libraries because she got an image. She saw a picture of the sexy Mary Jane. The only thing bad about that is that somebody decided to report on it. Yeah. Because it's probably a... One crazy woman in Omaha gets attention. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the whole state of Omaha has a bad name. I think the funny thing, the state of Omaha... Yeah. It's a state of mind, actually. Nebraska. Ooh. Ooh. So yeah, um, five points long. The funny thing is, it's a, it's a John Romita Jr. picture that she found too sexy. <laughs> hey, you know what? That ties in with our podcast last week. Yeah, or maybe two weeks ago, we were talking about writing the Spider-Man movie, and you're all, "Oh, let's throw in a, a musical number." Which, what do you guys think it'll be? And I'm all, I think it's going to be "I'm too, I'm too sexy. sexy" for my shirt. Yeah, there we go. And now so here he is, same. too sexy. Wolverine Saga? No, but you break it down for us, baby. Well, we'll do is, it. Is, that, is that one of the, the summary down. books? It's the free <laughs> summary books, and I wanted to kind of oh, yeah. just discuss it. There's that? a new one this week, which is... Uh, we'll save that for oh, next week. Okay. Yeah, I'll just, I actually like reading those better than actually reading, reading the, all the, the stories. You said that last time there was one. Yeah, I know. That was, the War uh, of the Kings. Yeah. He repeats himself a lot. He doesn't realize it. I really like reading these. Hmm? Oh. Thanks, Grandpa. Do you read them? Have you ever had deja vu? Have you ever had deja vu? Deja vu. 
Way to kill a bit. Um, and now we can move on. Who was stopping his uh, mother? And where does Leah fit in? Who? Princess Leah. Princess Leah is uh, X thirteen, I think. So, or X. What's her name? X twenty three. Twenty three. Whatever. Anyways, you, you know he's never going to give up when you do one of those. I know, okay. but I just want it's to throw a challenge. It it's a, I gotta try. Um, it's a yes, and so, anyways, um, I really. just think. <laughs> snip. This is why you often get deleted off my Facebook. Rick is comments making too. notes about where to cut that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Rick. Um. Anyway, and use your, your powers. powers. Use your powers for only for good. In See, I said it. Your I, I have a bump somewhere. Don't worry. We'll, somewhere. we'll just edit Lawn out. No, I said... Surrounded by hot teenage girls, I wouldn't either. <laughs>